Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith along with... Joe Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. How was your drive-in this morning? Quick. Any police officers? No, but I was a little concerned because I was coming <laughs> up on a vehicle that wasn't going nearly as fast as I was. Well, you can't go 90. It wasn't 90. Okay, 87. Okay. Okay, okay, 87. She actually wasn't going 87. It was probably 55 exactly on the head. 56. Okay, 56. <laughs> well, this morning I had an interesting morning. 15 deer, two raccoons, and one fox. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you must be just collecting them up over there. Well, And there was a lot of cars this morning, so I think my deer count would have been higher. But, you know, you have to turn off your brights so that, you know, other people can see. And then the deer were on the side of the road. And, yeah, but 15 deer, two raccoons, one fox. My goodness. I'm glad you see them all. I had to, I'm back to my normal route, so I'm not seeing so many deer. Well, you've got a pet skunk at home. Well, I know. His name is Charlie. (laughs) Charlie the skunk. Sprayed the dog again. Dogs had three baths. Again. So do you just bring the dog in the house after a while and that way it doesn't get sprayed? Well, she's in overnight, but I told her, I told my daughter when she left her out this morning, she's out for the day. She needs to air out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's the worst when they get sprayed by a skunk, especially with this weather we had over the weekend. Oh. That mist yesterday and then the dogs, they just smell. They have a dog smell. They do. Mm-hmm. But here I'm standing in here with you and you're not telling me I smell like skunk. So I'm kind of proud of myself yes, right now. Yes, you do not actually. smell like skunk. So bonus. But oh. I can't smell anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Whatever. Wow. Right away on a Monday. <laughs> well, we did have some rain over the weekend, but you know what? We're actually going to see some nice weather. Jill, I think you got on Mike D'Andrea last week from Skywarn 13. I think he's changing up the forecast for us. I'm excited. Cloudy and I- today, 51. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, 57. And Wednesday, sunny and 63. Well, and like I announced to you when I came in the door, I said, um, I'm done with long sleeves. No, I just- know. Done. Oh, you got to love this weather. But hey, we got to keep moving this morning. We've got lots to do. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're back with you a few minutes before 5 o'clock, and we did have rain over the weekend, but Jill, let's go to our weather forecasters that report into us what happened in April. I heard from Greg Colesman, Coleman's Burger from Loyal, and he reported a little over three inches of rain and around three inches of snow. We also have a report from Dennis Will of Colby, and he had 3.33 inches of rain and 2.4 inches of snow in April. Oh, well, at least we've got some rain out there. Three inches of rain, roughly three inches of snow, and we're in May. So hopefully we'll get some nice weather here and definitely no more snow. Right now we've got the Judds. We'll be talking about Naomi Judd. We've got some news to report on Naomi Judd. She passed away over the weekend at age 76. So it's kind of fitting that she has girls night out this morning with us. Yep, that's true. Yeah, it's sad to see a, a country legend like that go, but we know she's upstairs dancing around and having one heck of a party up there. With no pain. Exactly. But it is 5.01 on 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. It's time this morning to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says America stands with Ukraine after a surprise meeting with Volodymyr Zelensky in Kiev. During a news conference in Poland, Pelosi said the purpose of the trip was to send a clear message to the world. The Speaker's office announced Sunday that Pelosi and several other members of Congress met with the Ukrainian president to discuss sanctions on Russia and additional U.S. support for Ukraine. The congressional delegation is also meeting with Poland's president before heading back to Washington. President Biden reflected on his friendship with former Vice President Walter Fritz Mondale during Sunday's memorial service in Minneapolis. Great American novelist Edith Wharton wrote, there are two ways of spreading light, to be a candle or the mirror that reflects it. Fritz was both the candle and the mirror in my view. Biden was among the speakers to honor the former Minnesota senator who served as vice president under Jimmy Carter. Mondale died in April of 2021 at the age of 93. The memorial service was delayed for a year due to COVID. Winona Judd says she will continue to sing despite her broken heart. Her sister Ashley Judd also spoke at the Country Music Hall of Fame induction ceremony Sunday, just a day after the death of their mother, Naomi. Your esteem for her and your regard for her really did keep her going in these last years. Wynonna and Naomi were enshrined into the hall as members of the 2022 class of inductees. Wynonna said she hadn't prepared much in the way of remarks for the ceremony, thinking her mother would have done most of the talking. Judd died on Saturday at 76. And the race for the Stanley Cup begins on Monday. The NHL playoffs get going with four first-round series on the slate. In the East, the Bruins visit the Carolina Hurricanes, while the two-time defending champion Lightning are in Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. In the Western Conference, the Blues will battle the Wild in Minnesota, and the Kings will clash with the Oilers in Edmonton. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Well, that's a look at some of our national news this morning. We'll be checking in with Morgan McCarthy in about a half hour or so and see what's going on locally. But we've got a lot of stuff to do this morning. We've got a busy day. We're going to be talking about President Biden's announcement or the White House's announcement to help Ukraine and how that's going to help us here in the United States. Talking about farmland prices and a big summer vacation idea for you. We've got a whole lot more coming up. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. This past Friday, lots of students got exposed to agriculture in central Wisconsin. 
courtesy of the Marshfield Area Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Karen Olson is with us, Business Development Director with the Marshfield Chamber. And uh, Karen, tell me about the background of this day, and is it new, and what are you trying to expose the students to, and what kind of uh, businesses did you get involved to talk to the students? This is a new event this year. We started this event. We've had an agribusiness committee at the chamber since 2005. This was something new that everybody needs workforce. So we decided as a group that we need to expose kids to what great career opportunities there are in agriculture. It's one of our largest industries here, so we need to support it. So we have probably about 16 different businesses here represented today. They're all talking about career opportunities um, that they have not just open, but maybe for kids to consider. We have simulators. It's exciting to see the kids get excited about what there is in agriculture. This was originally sponsored by a uh, 2018 Wood County Farm Technology Days grant and then support of some of our local businesses. So as far as uh, this particular program is concerned, is it going to be continued, hopefully, or because it's from Farm Tech Days of a few years ago, there's limited funding? Well, we got a very nice grant. We got a $25,000 grant, and we're getting local businesses to support it. So our intent is to do this every year. This year, we were only able to do it in one location at H&S. We have over 300 sophomores from about uh, eight area schools attending. But next year, our hope is to do it at Hyman Holsteins. So we actually get people on the farm, but then still doing the inside vendors here. So we, we intend to keep doing this and, and watch it grow. The response from the schools initially about sending students here, were they all on board? Did it take some convincing? Well, we did this in conjunction with a career fair that the UW and Mid-State are doing. So it really worked out well because the students can spend half a day there. The other half a day they're spending here with AG. So they were really on board to it. I think um, not only knowing there's career paths for this, but then what type of industry do we have here? They love it. Karen Olson is with us from the Marshfield Area Chamber of Commerce and Industry. And Karen, from the Chamber's point of view, how important is agriculture in this area? Because uh, you're reaching out just not only to Marshfield, but the surrounding area. What do you feel is your mission to, to work with agriculture and promote it here? Well, agriculture, again, is so important in our area. Um, you know, it, even if you go out in the surrounding rural areas, whether it be the dairies, whether it be um, cheese, whatever it may be, like we're here at H&S, they do farm machinery. It's just ingrained in us. It's obviously one of our top industries. Um, so we need to make sure that people stay engaged in agriculture. It's so very important to us. Wisconsin is number one in a lot of um, areas, cranberries, potatoes, other things that people don't even realize. And it's not just that. It's not just milking cows. It's not just um, growing products. It's so many other things. As we look at uh, the Marshfield Area Chamber of Commerce and Industry, one of your major programs is Dairy Fest Weekend. And it involves a lot because it's 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 a breakfast and so much more. But tell us about uh, about Dairy Fest weekend. What you've got planned this year? We've got a lot going on. You know, the last two years were challenging because of COVID. We had to do things very differently. This year, we're excited. We're totally going back to the full breakfast. We feel it's important. We we used to get about two thousand people attending that, and it's from all walks of life. Um, so it's just the breakfast kicks off on that Friday. Um, What's the date of that? I believe it's June third, Friday, June third, and then on June fourth. So that's early in the morning. That'll be from five thirty till nine thirty that we serve, and then on. Saturday 
Saturday we'll have a parade that kicks off at 11. And then all afternoon we'll have various booths and vendors at the Wenzel Family Plaza. This year we're really excited about a new event. It's going to be called Ag Innovation Alley. And we want to feature simulators like we have here. We want to feature drones. We want the kids to get excited about the career paths that are innovative in agriculture. So it's going to be a great event. We're going to have super weather and great attendance. And it's a great program with a great organization that cares about agriculture. The Marshfield Area Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Karen Olson with us. Karen, keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Bob. Appreciate it. Marshfield, a leader in agriculture. I'm Bob Bosold. Thanks so much, Bob. Yeah, they said that was a great event last week. Jill, you were there as well. A lot of kids came through. A lot of kids came through. It was very refreshing to see all those students that were coming through, and they had a lot of good questions. They milled around and, you know, investigated. There's so many fields of agriculture, and there's so many opportunities for kids coming up. Yeah, and hey, we need some farm broadcasters. Jill's going to need some help here when... Bob decides to retire. Yes, I am. (laughs) Well, we've got a lot of stuff going on this morning. We'll take a look at our weather right now. We've got Medford at 39 degrees. La Crosse is at 44. Marshfield at 41. Green Bay, 47. Rice Lake, 42. Wausau is at 42 degrees. Madison at 45. Milwaukee at 48. Right here in Eau Claire, we're at 42. Looking at a day of clouds, 51. Tonight, we're looking at 40 degrees. Tomorrow, 57. Tomorrow night, 35. And Wednesday, sunny and 63. We've got markets coming up next. Brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Markets this morning are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We'll start out with our livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 138 to 148 and a half with mixed at 130 to 137. Choice fed beef heifers are 137 to 149 with mixed at 116 to 136. Choice fed Holstein steers are 119 to 136 with selects coming in at 96 to 118. Cows are 69 to 83 with a top of 84 to 96 and a half with bulls at 76 to 110. Butcher hogs are 71 to 91. With sows at 62 to 89. Boars are 25 to 36. With new crop market lambs, 150 to 255. And feeder lambs, 175 to 340. Thank you, Jill. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for June is at 132.65. That's down a dollar and a quarter. August is at 135.27. That's down a dollar seven. October's at 142.47, down 57 cents. Feeder cattle for May is at 156.35, that's down $1.60. August is at 168.27, down $2.12. September's at 171.42, down $1.97. Lean hogs for May is at $100.90, down $3.07. June is at 106.37, down $4.60. And July is at 110.02, down $4.57. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn down a nickel at 803, or down a dime, excuse me, at 803. 
July oats down three cents at six forty seven. July beans down eighteen to sixteen sixty six. July soybean meal down five dollars and fifty cents to four twenty six eighty a ton. July wheat down eight at ten forty seven. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese remained unchanged at two thirty four. Your blocks were down a penny to two thirty seven. Double A grade butter was up four cents to two sixty seven and a half. And your class three futures for May were down thirteen cents to twenty four forty seven. June down thirteen to twenty four forty nine. July was up eight to twenty four forty nine. August up seven to twenty four eleven. September up four at twenty three seventy five. And the markets were mixed into two thousand through two thousand and twenty two. This morning we're at forty two degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. Looking for a high of fifty one with some clouds, but don't worry. Next couple days look pretty nice. And Jill, you know we're always talking about you know taking time off of work, getting out of Dodge. Where can we take a awesome family vacation with friends? Well, you know it is time to start planning your summer family vacations. In only seventy one days, Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions will be hosting Clark. County Farm Technology Days in Loyal. New this year will be hands-on farm tour where you can feed a calf, robotic milking, and the first ever night concert, Farm Tech Fest. Featuring Sawyer Brown and headlining Joe Nichols. Bring your family, kids, and friends to see hundreds of different exhibitors. And remember, it's for everyone. You don't have to live on a farm or be a farmer to attend. Clark County Fact. Farm Technology Days runs July 12th through the 14th with Farm Tech Fest on the 13th. Yes, this is going to be a fun time. And remember, it is for everyone. You don't have to be a farmer. You don't even have to like farming. You can just come. They have stuff for everybody. And, well, I always like the food. So, <laughs> Well, and there's a lot of hands-on stuff for, for kids mm-hmm. and learning about farming and learning about just where their food comes from. Exactly. It'll be a good time, July 12th, 13th, and 14th. Bring the kids, bring your friends, bring family from out of state. It'll be a fun time. We're going to be hearing from Bob Bosold. He had a chance to go up to Chippewa Valley Bean and talk about supply issues. What's all going on? What's not going on? And that's coming up next on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, sometimes creativity is not just something limited to uh, paper. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I'll tell you what, if you look at production agriculture, our supply chain issues, especially accented during the pandemic, getting creative on how we move products, how we store products. Well, it has uh, really taken the apple, if you will, as far as uh, a winning recipe for a lot of businesses. Constantly looking for new ways to try to do business seems to be what we're left with. Jill, you've got some great examples of creative agribusiness giants in northwest Wisconsin that just kind of keep coming up with new ways to solve existing problems, don't you? Yes, I do, Pam. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Bob had the opportunity to talk to a local company. Their companies, they're overcoming supply chain hangups. They still face in shipping and receiving those products. One company being proactive on this issue is Chippewa Valley Bean in Menominee, the country's largest grower and processors of Bob talked with the company officials, starting with Cindy Brown, the company's president and CEO about shipping challenges as companies not only are trying to get through COVID, but also the Trump-era steel and aluminum tariffs, and he asked her if the situation is getting any better. 
Unfortunately, Bob, they're not. You know, we came through the tariffs, and we finally had the tariffs reduced, and we thought, hallelujah, it's time to start shipping product. And then we ran into the supply chain issues. So what we're struggling with, being in the center of the country, is a reliance on one railroad to take our product to the port at Montreal or to take our product to the East Coast ports. So CP ships, or excuse me, CP Rail takes the product from... uh, Minneapolis to Chicago, where it has to go over uh, land by a trailer because it's not the same railroad that goes out to the East Coast, and then go to the ports that we would ship out of, which would be Newark or Norfolk or New York. And then they also go to Montreal. So, uh, well, since COVID started, we've had a problem trying to get product out the door. First, we had the part of Montreal going on strike. And when that happened, we had a number of containers that ended up being stuck in Chicago because they couldn't find enough chassis to move them from one railroad to the other to go across town. And we thought we had that resolved, but we've been seeing an increase in prices for container shipments, and it's it's really been ramping up. Now, it, it feels like our problem here in the Midwest has been a little bit delayed from the West Coast problems, and we are seeing more and more traffic coming from the West Coast trying go, to go out of Montreal and some of the other locations. We've had a, a problem now with CP ships saying they're not going to take, or CP rail, I'm sorry, not going to take anything to Chicago, and when that happens, we're, we're challenged trying to find other locations. So what can we do? Well, we can load rail, and we can try and go out the port of Houston um, by, by having the product transloaded there. Uh, we can try and work out of um, other areas like um, Baltimore and trying to look at some transloading there. But it all adds up in, in serious costs. So it's a, it's a challenge every day as we try to do this. We've got customers that would be ongoing buyers, but as the freight has increased, you know, twice or three times, they no longer can afford it in some of the countries that we would export to. Now, when you talk about freight going up two, three, four times, talk about that in dollars, because I don't think a lot of people can appreciate what we're talking about here. We're a lot of zeros. That's right. Well, we didn't see quite the increases that some of the commercial goods might have, like uh, consumer goods, have gone up. But on transportation costs, where we might have been at $100 a metric ton into Europe, which is our major market, we're now at 200 uh, Going into someplace like Pakistan, I'll put it in a, in a per hundred cost. We started out at $8 per hundred, and we're now at thirteen fifty per hundred. So those costs are actually taking Pakistan or taking the U.S. out of the market because Pakistan can't afford to purchase at those price levels. And we're, we're bumping up against that with some of our European customers as well. They just simply are saying, we can't pass this along to the retail market, so we're going to have to wait until the freight costs come down. Is there any light at the end of the tunnel that you see, or is this an ongoing problem that uh, doesn't see an end? Well, hopefully with COVID going away and perhaps some other aspects going into our supply chain, we'll see a reduction in, in some of these costs. I hope so, because we're going to have a hard time staying competitive if that is in fact the case. But here at Chippewa Valley Bean, we've come up with another idea. And uh, we're looking at starting to use the Great Lake ports. And we're going to talk about that right now. Cindy Brown, thank you. Cindy is president and the CEO here at Chippewa Valley Bean. Well, let's talk to the CFO, and that's Tom Kwok. 
And uh, Tom, I walked in and you started talking about a salty. And I have no idea what you were talking about. Tell us about the salty and that alternative transport that you've come up with. Well, in working to fix our supply chain or trying to address some of the container issues, we've decided that we needed to utilize the Great Lakes port. And we've been looking at utilizing Duluth for quite some time now. And ultimately, we we are working on a project where we source private containers because, as Cindy talked about, containers are very hard to come by. And we needed to get a source where we had our own containers. So we partnered with a group that provides uh, private containers that we can lease and rent. But the issue was that we needed to be able to transport those to Europe. And the only way to get those to Europe was to get them on a private chartered vessel. So we're working with the Port of Duluth and this other company to actually lease a, a ship for the Great Lakes, which an uh, ocean-going vessel in the Great Lakes is called a Salty versus a Laker, which is the normal ships that we would typically see in Duluth. So we're trying to expand the, the that route to utilize more private containers to get to Europe to s- alleviate some of the supply chain issues that we're having. Is the Port of Duluth kind of a secret, for lack of a better term, as far as busy ports. We talk about the coast ports, and, and Cindy talked about uh, Houston and others, but is, is uh, the Port of Duluth underutilized, I guess might be a better way to ask it? Uh, it's underutilized for container shipments. They, they're just developing their container shipping operation. Uh, obviously, they've been doing ore and other egg uh, bulk products for years, but the containers have been an issue. So, so they've developed that uh, ability to get containers on the ships and, and get them out. So we're looking at it as an un- underutilized resource within the Midwest here. What kind of a difference will that make for you, being able if this all works as you hope it will and are planning that it will, what kind of a difference will it make for you for moving your product in a timely manner to your European customers? Well, if we can get two to 600 containers on a ship, that that's like moving a, a couple of weeks at a time of product out of here. So it does close the gap that we are behind on, on our shipping, and it allows us to move product forward into Europe to make sure that our customers have the product when they need it versus waiting for a container that shows up when the ship arrives. And that is Chippewa Valley Bean and talking about that supply and demand and the shortages. And, Jill, you've been out there. And they've been talking about this for quite a few months already. I had the opportunity to go out there when they had the tour, and Randy Romanski was out there in January. And it's just how many beans they have stored that are ready to go, and they're just waiting for those shipping containers to come. I think it's refreshing that they're finding a different way to get those beans shipped out. That's good. It is good. good. And if you want to hear more about this, you can go on our podcast. Yep, it'll be on our podcast later later this morning as soon as I get a take a gander at it and And how do people get to the podcast? Go to the Wax website, Midwest Farm Report and click on podcast. It's Perfect. right right underneath. I don't know if it's underneath my picture or underneath Bob's picture. <laughs> I, it's it's on there. It's in the middle. Just look for the beautiful faces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are at 5:30 on the dot this morning. We've got markets, news, weather. We've got a busy morning coming up. We'll have Rocky Olson coming in next from Premier.
Ready for a fun night of country music? Loyal Wisconsin is. Farm Tech Fest is coming, hosted by Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest featuring Madison County Sawyer Brown and Joe Nichols. On-site camping is also available, so get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rooney. Mutual Insurance. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in with Rocky Olson from Premier this morning. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So we've had some rain over the weekend, but that doesn't stop us from having some amazing auctions over at Premier Livestock. Tell me what happened last week and what's going on this week. Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week shaped up here at Premier. Uh, we did have a very busy week selling over 3,500 head of livestock. Uh, we had three dairy cattle auctions last week, uh, one Tuesday, one Wednesday, one Thursday. We sold uh, 1,600 head of dairy cattle uh, with, like I said, three days uh, of sales Tuesday, we had our special heifer sale selling 900 head of dairy heifers. Most of them open heifers were dollar twenty to a dollar sixty-five per pound, selling heifers to five different states. Uh, Wednesday, we had uh, the top run of uh, organic, 60% of that run organics. Top cows from 2,000 to 2,500. Wednesday, we had 300 Holstein Parlor freestall cows with the top cows bringing 2,000 to 2,800. Big week this week at Premier again. Tuesday, we got our special feeder cattle auction. We're expecting a thousand head of feeder cattle uh we're expecting 175 head of bred beef cows cow calf pairs and beef breeding bulls uh if you're looking for beef breeding bulls this will be our first beef beef breeding bull auction of the season uh several breed, breeds being represented we also have a nice uh, feature group of nine registered angus bulls from one farm uh feeder quality is going to be very good we got 200 beef steers coming off one farm going to be good green steers weighing five to 750 and then wednesday we got three herd dispersals one parlor free stall herd two tie stall herds plus many reputation consignments of top fresh cows uh nice run of springing cows and springing heifers full details on our website website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Online bidding will be available for these auctions through Cattle USA. Questions, call us, 715-229-2500. Uh, don't forget, we sell market cattle and calves Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, also, uh, we are now taking in consignments for our June 17th machinery auction. And like I said, you can start bringing that stuff right now. Uh, we will be taking in equipment five days a week. So that's the way it shaped up, Kristen. Wow, busy week, and you got another busy week coming up we do we do all right well i'll let you go you can you know clean out the water from the driveway make it you know lay out the red carpet for all your amazing customers yeah that's right, that's right. <laughs> looks like we got looks like we got a looking at the forecast might have a couple weeks of drier sunshiny weather so oh i good. know today cloudy tomorrow mostly sunny and wednesday sunny in 60s so we'll take Sounds it great. all right thanks rocky thank you there he goes. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock this morning. And this morning's markets are brought to you by... Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And speaking of weather, we're going to head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, and check in with him on this amazing week he's got for us. Good morning, Mike. You flatter me, Chris, and good morning to you. Well, you know, hey, we got to give you credit. We gave you such a hard time the last whole month because you weren't doing a very good job <laughs> of giving us this awesome weather. Yeah, but, I fixed my weather machine. That oh, that was it. That was it. And I didn't wash my car either. So oh, I think maybe that helped too. Yeah. That, as soon as that you wash it. it, it rains. Yeah. So, well, you know what? I think that uh, that really helps us because as we were saying, we're drying out. Now, we'll still hang out in the clouds today and, well, uh, that'll keep us a little cooler with our temperatures only topping out in the low 50s. But then going into tomorrow, things start to clear out a little bit and uh, give way to more sunshine throughout the afternoon. And that'll allow us to warm up into the upper 50s yet again. Clear conditions for tomorrow night are going to make for a cooler night, so dipping into about the mid-30s, but by Wednesday, still hanging out with plenty of sunshine, getting into the low 60s, and then some clouds start to roll in Wednesday night with our lows dipping to the low 40s. It may give us a slight chance of a few showers on Thursday. Most of it's going to hang out to our south, but otherwise mainly cloudy with temperatures still in the 60s. And then by Friday, mostly sunny again into the mid-60s, warming up even more. And by Saturday, mostly sunny and still mid to even upper 60s. Now, for our Mother's Day, we may have just a slight chance of a few showers again, but I think we'll take it considering our temperatures will top out once again in the mid to upper 60s. Right now, well, we're looking at some overcast skies and a temperature of 42 degrees. Nice. So now, when you said your weather machine was broken, did you just kick it a little bit and it just like started up again? Yeah, I kicked it. I started saying some mean things towards it. And all oh. of a sudden, look at what we get, you know? Well, I thought maybe you were going to sing to it. Uh, I don't think it needs to hear. <laughs> I don't think anybody needs to hear me sing. <laughs> well, maybe for Mother's Day, you should sing to it. Maybe it'll give us a better forecast. <laughs> maybe that's the case. We'll, all right. We'll see. I want to hear the song on mo- next week, Monday. Uh, well, <laughs> that, that might be my last day working. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sound any worse than me. I mean, my kids told me I sound like a dying moose. So, oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kristen. Well, you have a good day. You too. We'll catch you later, Mike. Mm-hmm. There he goes. That's Mike Dandry, our Skyward 13 meteorologist. This morning gave us a beautiful forecast, looking at a high of 51 degrees today. But hey, we've got to keep on moving because we've got a beautiful week of weather coming up. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in with our morning news this morning with Miss Morgan McCarthy. Good morning, Morgan, and catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom this morning? Well, good morning. Hopefully those April showers over the weekend bring us May flowers, plugging back into some headlines. And starting a new week, we begin in Onalaska, where the Crawford County Sheriff's Office says two sisters from that area are among the biggest meth dealers in southwest Wisconsin. The Sheriff's Office says the sisters were caught with thousands of dollars worth of meth, one of them recently indicted on two counts of possessing over 50 grams of meth with the intent to distribute. She faces up to 40 years in prison. Looking into other headlines around the state, the sheriff in Vernon County says they caught the man who's been stealing road signs. Deputies arrested 19-year-old Brenton Anderson of rural Viroqua last week as they say they found 18 stolen road signs. The sheriff had reported those missing over the last several months, including some stop signs. Anderson is looking into theft, criminal damage to property, and possession of stolen property charges. He was released from jail shortly after his arrest. While we have another one on the list as Wisconsin's bird flu list in the counties that are confirming it continues to grow. We're going to look at
get some 715 newsroom coverage here with John DeMaster as Wisconsin's bird flu tally is now at 12 cases, 9 counties, and over 2.6 million birds put down. The state's Department of Agriculture Friday added Fond du Lac and Ocano counties to the list of places where the flu's been confirmed. Barron County's seen three cases, including one farm where the state says over 100,000 birds had to be destroyed. In addition to the backyard and farm-raised flocks in the nine counties, Wisconsin says it found the flu and wild birds in several communities across the state. I'm John DeMaster. Well, maybe you laced up and that personal goal was reached, crossing the finish line. Whether you were running or not, a little chilly and damp for runners, but another marathon in the books in Eau Claire. 2,000 runners braved those temps and said, so bad, Mother Nature, I'm going to do it anyway, either Saturday or yesterday, to complete that race. Rachel Ragona of Eau Claire won the women's race two hours, 52 minutes. And from Viroqua, it was Hayden Fredrickson who won the men's race. That was the 26.2 miles in two hours and 31 minutes. Congrats to the runners. And we run back into the barn with Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Show. And then just after 6 this morning, we try to dry out from that soggy weekend and see what uh, kind of hot air Alex can blow to help us along with that process, right? We're live local right along with you on Wax 104.5. Aw, thanks so much, Morgan. And there she goes. She's got to keep on getting some news for us. And, you know, she was talking about the weather this weekend. And, you know, everyone wants to get outside. We've been talking about it. Oh, I just sent you outside, actually, to get the thermometer out of the dirt i did i went and grabbed it i had to look around a little while it's kind of dark back there i was a little bit concerned (laughs) it was right there it was like right in the middle well it was like a weather vane (laughs) okay what whatever Kristen. i think you would just hit it just for me (laughs) maybe but anyway it was 48 degrees so our soil temp this morning is at 48 degrees that's not too bad it hopefully will be moving up later on this week. Oh, yeah. It'll be moving up. Every day we'll have to be checking that and see where we can get. And, yeah, like they said, the farmers are not out in the fields in our area yet. It's just too cold and it's too wet. And yeah, yeah, when I went for a drive the other day, I was very relieved to see a lot of manure getting put out on those fields. So at least they're able to get the start of the season going. Exactly. Well, we've got markets coming up next. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn. So we'll be hearing from Jim Lindsay. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's check in with our morning market this morning. Again, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty seven. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar ten to a dollar thirty two. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar five to a dollar twenty five. Choice Holstein steers dollar one to a dollar fourteen. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar and down. Top twenty percent of the cow cows sold from seventy five to eighty four with a top of ninety three. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty eight to seventy four. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty seven and down. We're now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, May 6th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Jim. You too. And now, since we're in the equity barns, we're going to head over to Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you and Jill. And uh, the days are getting longer. The sun's coming up. I think the sun comes up now. Uh, it, we probably aren't going to see it, but it comes up before. And uh, I was listening to the uh, weather fellow before. Uh, 
fixing his weather machine when he get a quarter lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it works. You just give something, a piece of equipment, a good kick, and, and you curse at it, and then it usually fixes itself. Uh, well, that, well, I don't know if I got any use for that today, but we'll see. We'll... All right. Anyway, well, I suppose we should uh, probably get going on the equity strategy. Tell the folks about that, Kristen and Jill. And a very good morning to everyone. Uh, full marketing week here on tap here at Equity Stratford as we do get into the month of May. It started this morning at 9.30 a.m. with um, auction today. We sell a conventional market-type cows today at Equity Stratford. Also, at cattle and bulls, 11.30 is when we do the baby calves here today. We finish up with the market cattle this afternoon. Our day starts here at Equity Stratford at 10 o'clock with the hay and straw auction o'clock tomorrow will be the dairy auction on uh, we do sell organic market cows along with the conventional market cows our auction starts at 10 o'clock full marketing day on wednesday week uh part of the wednesday auction a bread beef cow sale is part of the feeder cattle sale on wednesday we do have bread beef cows already on the consignment list uh, i guess the uh, feature sale right now feature consignment right now is we do have some quality black angus cows uh for spring calving, uh, probably some of them have calved already. But anyway, those are all be for sale on Wednesday at 12 noon here at Equity Stratford as part of the feeder auction. On Thursday, we start at 11 o'clock. Market auction and consists of market cows, cattle and bulls, and baby calves also on Thursday. So again, uh, full marketing week on tap here. We invite you folks to take a look at the website. Uh, information on our equity co-op. Click on the and. Uh, that's what we have this morning, Kristen. We'll be back here tomorrow morning on how the markets are trending this week. Uh, I don't know if you guys market too good, but that wasn't real good the other day. I know that. Yeah, well, what all happened? we can do is hope for better markets. Well, pretty good. It's just a problem now. We've got this up and down. You were talking before, very interesting uh, thing, uh, feature before shipping and all the ships and everything. So it's uh, yeah, we're not out of all this this stuff yet but at least uh we see the sun in six about four weeks in a row 70 degrees we'll maybe get and mother's day coming up so a lot of stuff going on as we enter may here yep sounds but, good all right well you girls have a nice day and uh bob gonna be back tomorrow morning or? oh yeah he'll be back with bells on well <laughs> we don't need bells i mean <laughs> You girls have a nice day. <laughs> you too. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got more markets coming up. Michelle from Turin is coming in next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to head over to Turin Livestock right now. Check in with Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. Hey, good morning, Kristen. So we've got a, a busy week for you. I mean, it's your anniversary week, so your husband's going to get you know flourish you with gifts all week long. A whole week of it. Wow. I think this. I think he should. I think any like Mother's Day anniversary, I, it could be just like a total bomb, right? Oh, so in other words, you want the whole month? Oh well, you know, I would take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I know. I had a month for that. My birthday was in April, so I made it my birthday month, and I only got like one special day. And I'm like, really? It's my whole month of birthday, but yeah. Yeah, Well, and I have Cinco de Mayo on that too. So (laughs) bring on the tequila. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) 
You got any sales on Thursday night, too? No, thank God. Oh, no, well, perfect. No. Perfect. Three that means, nights. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about providing tequila for everyone that comes in for sale. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I don't think I would provide. But. It would be funny, though. <clears throat> it would be funny. It would be really good bidding. Oh, sure. yeah, really good. Well, catch us up, Michelle, <laughs> what's going on this week over at Terrain Livestock. All right, thank you, Kristen. Summing up the week of April 25th at Terrain Livestock Market in the Slavica Market, we capped at 90 and a half. 81% of the cows were from 66 and above. Market cows were 79 to 89, low-yielding cows 68 to 78, thin and weak cows 66 and lower. And the Holstein Stair Market choice, 114 to 125, selects were 112 and down. Four beef catch stairs and heifers choice, 118 to 138. Selects were 116 and down. In the bull market, high-yielding beef kits came in at 90 to 98 with the utilities at 87 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality hosting bull cows sold from $100 to $215 per head. Lighter and lower quality calves, $45 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were 10 to $55 per head. Beef beef cut calves, 100 to 375 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sells were 65 to 90 and a half. Fours were 33 and a half and down. Today will be our next sale. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. For today's sale, we have a consignment of 25,000, averaging 600 pounds. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlonthorpe.com. For all of us at Trim Livestock, your family owned in every market. Have a great day. You too, Michelle, and happy anniversary week. Thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You have a great day. You too. Take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over at Train Livestock with us this morning. And since we're talking about markets, let's take a look at that Chicago Board of Trade. We've got your July corn down a dime at 803. July oats down three at 647. July beans down 18 cents to 1666. July soybean meal down 550 to 426.80 a ton. July wheat down eight at 1047. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese unchanged at 234. Your blocks down a penny at 237. AA grade butter up four to 267 and a half. And your class three futures for May down 13 cents to 2447. June down 13 to 2449. July up eight to 2449. August up seven to 2411. September up four to 2375. And the markets were mixed into 2022. Country elevators in the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at 754 for corn. Baldwin and Mondovi, 736 for corn, 1616 for beans. Durand is at 731 and 1616. Elmwood is at 736, 1621. Fall Creek is at 726, 1606. Osseo is at 741 for corn, 1621 for beans. Elk Mounds at 741 and 1614. Sparta's at 740, 1610. Ellsworth, 718, 1593. Buck Country Grain and Dummer's Grain Service are at 763 and 1634. And ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville's at 749, Stanley is at 755, New Richmond is at 751. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're into May, and by the end of the month, we're normally into first crop alfalfa. What about this year? And with all the feed we have and got last fall, a lot of farmers decided, well, I'll just let that alfalfa stand go over winter. And uh, now it's time to think about, uh, is there anything we should do with it? Dan Undersander joins us this morning, our Wisconsin forage specialist on our Next Grow Alfalfa program. And I guess, Dan, that is the question. If we didn't cut last fall, should we be going out and doing something or not? Uh, short answer is no. <laughs> Let's not do anything. 
let me kind of expand on that a bit. First off, for those that didn't harvest it, that's certainly good for the alfalfa. It does mean that it will tend to green up a bit earlier this spring if it wasn't harvested late last fall. And it does mean that it will probably yield a bit more this spring if it was uh, if it had that ground cover over the winter. But what we see as the stand starts to green up is that first that most of the alfalfa that was there last fall is gone. All the leaves and quite a bit of the stem pieces and so on. But you do have a few uh, brown stems sticking up, and you'll see that as the alfalfa starts to green up and particularly get three or four inches tall. Uh, we have looked at whether or not we should do something to remove them. Uh, clearly, everybody's concern is well, twofold. First off, it doesn't look good, and that's maybe significant in some cases, but maybe something we should ignore. But the other concern is, are the stems going to lower the forage quality of first cutting? And so we did a number of studies where we had as much as two tons dry matter of alfalfa in the fall. And let me say that that's way above average because usually that late fall cutting is around three quarters to a ton per acre. But anyway, when we had two tons dry matter in the fall, we came and looked at the windrows in the spring, and we had students hand-separate out the dead from the uh, living material. What we found was of the 4,000 pounds, or two tons that was present in the fall, only about five or 600 pounds of stem residue was still there in the alfalfa. So it looks bad. But 600 pounds out of, again, hoping that you have at least a two-ton yield on first cutting is not a very significant factor. Uh, we figured that that would uh, lower the crude protein about a quarter of a point and raise the NDF maybe half a point. And so when we get looking at the economics of labor and fuel, and, of course, if you're going to, uh, chop off the stems this spring, you have the uh, traffic damage to the stem, and frankly, the cost of removing the stems is much greater than the uh, amount that they lower the cutting of first, of the quality of first cutting. Again, they're visible, it makes you think it's bad, but the fact is that the uh, amount of reduction is minimal compared to the cost of trying to remove the stems. So again, don't uh, give in to the temptation of what it looks like. Leave it there. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at waxradio.com. Hit it.